0: Welcome to the second Sunday of Advent as we turn our attention to the topic of peace. Our text is from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what he sees or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion will feed together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp. And the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him. And his dwelling shall be glorious. Let us pray. Lord, teach us the way of peace. Lord, help us to learn your way of loving our enemies, even as you have loved us. Lord, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. The story is told that former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger paid a visit to Israel. While he was in Jerusalem, his hosts were eager to show him their newly constructed zoo. Uh, When Kissinger arrived at the zoo, the director led him to their prize exhibit. Right in the middle of the zoo was an ornate exhibit with all the attention really shining on it. In the exhibit was a glassed-in enclosure. And inside the enclosure, uh, right in the center of the zoo, he saw a lion laying down with a lamb. Well, Kissinger was overcome with excitement. This is amazing, Kissinger said. You've ushered in the kingdom of heaven. You've fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. How did you ever accomplish this amazing feat? The zoo director responded, well, it's really not that big a deal. It just requires a new lamb every morning. Okay, those events did not actually take place. But isn't the story true? Too often we put on a public show of peace only to devour one another later. Politicians who shake hands in public and say all the right things about cooperation and compromise, but when they get behind closed doors, they devour and tear one another apart. Coaches who attack one another for months throughout the year, who accuse one another of inappropriate uh, recruiting skills and And They attack one another through the media, but then, after the game, they meet at midfield and shake hands like the best of friends. For me, boxing is an even more extreme example. As the two athletes meet in the center of the ring and they shake hands, and then they begin to beat one another to a pulp. It just doesn't feel like peace. Church, though, can be even trickier. I've seen church folks... Lift their voices in praise and gather at the table for a holy communion in one moment, only to go the next hour into a business meeting where they begin to attack one another. It's like the best we can do is to occasionally take a break from fighting in order to give the appearance of peace. It's like that's the best peace we can hope for, just a temporary cessation of violence not a lasting peace. We are determined, in fact, to choose sides. Democrat versus Republican, conservative versus progressive, Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matter. Pick an issue, and we'll pick sides and go to war over it. All in the name of peace, of course. Well, that's not what Isaiah had in mind. Our translation today is actually a good one. The wolf shall live with the lamb. It's interesting we've Made that out to be lying so much in our public conversation. But Isaiah says the wolf will live with the lamb. Not just lie down. Not just have a moment of peacefulness. Not just brief acceptance. But a lifestyle of peace. The wolf and the lamb living together in harmony. Sworn enemies eat together. Sworn enemies have communion with one another. The, The bear, cattle, leopard, lion, and fattened calf. All gather together to eat. The children, the most vulnerable among us, are not only safe from snakes, but they take the lead in the kingdom. A little child shall lead, Isaiah says. Isaiah is not talking about one-off events that demonstrate our peacefulness. He's not talking about momentary truces in the midst of ongoing violence. I've heard the story of the Christmas truce of 1914. during World War I. The war that was supposed to last only a few weeks had stretched into the Christmas season. Soldiers on both sides of the conflict were tired. They were cold. They were hungry. They were weary. The front was somewhere in, in Western Europe. On Christmas Eve, in numerous places along that front, There were stories of soldiers who decided to celebrate Christmas, and they actually reached out across enemy lines. Soldiers from Germany and England that met at the barbed wire barricade to share bottles of wine, to share stories, to even sing Christmas carols. For a few hours, in some cases for a few days, these soldiers who previously had been trying to kill one another gathered at the barbed wire for a time of peace to celebrate the birth of our king. It's really a beautiful story. It really enlivens the imagination for what could be. The sadness, though, is that after a momentary break, after a truce, they went back to killing one another. Is our best really just a few peace-filled moments dispersed throughout years of violence? Is that what we mean when we say the word peace? That we're going to stop killing each other for the holidays and then go right back at it? Now, God is calling us to live in harmony with one another as a lifestyle, as an ongoing way of living. But that kind of peace requires a leveling of the playing field that we're really uncomfortable with, especially those of us who have any sense of power and affluence. We're very uncomfortable with a leveling of the playing field because we are afraid we will lose power. But for peace to happen, somebody has to change the way they behave. In order for peace to happen, somebody has to stop the fighting. In Isaiah, the bear and the lion will have to change their diets. They have to learn to eat grass in order for them to live peacefully with the other animals. They have to quit attacking them. They have to learn to eat grass. They graze as cattle. The most powerful predators must change. They must be transformed reborn even, into a different way of living. Snakes have to lose their venom for peace to take effect. Those of us who would get ahead at the expense of others need a change of heart. Those of us that are among the most powerful in the world need to set aside our tools of destruction in favor of peace. Kingdom peace will require that some of us learn to eat grass some people will have to lose their venom. Isaiah's vision of the coming kingdom is actually a revival of the distant past. In verse nine, the word for destroy is the same word that is used in the flood story. In verse nine, where it says, they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. That's the same word that's used in the flood story. The cause for the flood in Genesis 6 is the corruption of humanity the word for corruption in genesis 6 is the same word as destroy in isaiah eleven nine. it's the same word we have to quit destroying one another we have to quit behaving in the way that caused the flood is what isaiah is saying we have to quit being corrupt in our actions destructive in our actions Additionally, in the created order of Genesis 1 and 2, every animal, including people, is a vegetarian. It's only after the flood that God gives permission to eat meat. So Isaiah's vision of, of lion and bear grazing like cattle is a vision that's leading us back to the creation. It's leading us forward also to a restored creation. That's the promise of this season. The prince of peace is coming into this world to create real peace. Not a momentary truce, but lasting, abiding, transformative peace. But it will require a change of heart for us. Today we'll celebrate Holy Communion. The meal is an appetizer of the heavenly feast. It's a promise of the peace that is to come. May we gather at the table as people that want more than a one-time show of peace. May we gather in hope of the deep abiding peace that comes as we learn to truly serve the Prince of Peace. Amen.